Welcome to day 109 of Rockcliffe's 365 Days of the Bible. Today I want to share a highlight from our readings, which can be found in Psalm 121, 123 to 125, and 128 to 130, with a focus on Psalm 130. Out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord. O Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to the voice of my pleas for mercy. If you, O Lord, should mark iniquities, O Lord, who could stand? But with you there is forgiveness, that you may be feared. I wait for the Lord. My soul waits, and in his word I hope. My soul waits for the Lord more than the watchman for the morning, more than the watchman for the morning. O Israel, hope in the Lord. For with the Lord there is steadfast love, and with him is plentiful redemption, and he will redeem Israel from all his iniquities. There are two themes happening in this psalm that I love, and one of them is hope and waiting. But how it really starts out is with a cry, a cry to God to hear the pleas. And what are the pleas? One, it's of the provocation of hardship, or what's happening. And the second is really David admitting that Israel has brought upon its own affliction, and that before God, no one is righteous and no one can really stand before him. And yet, because God is gracious and because God is good, then there's forgiveness. The verse that kind of stuck out to me that was a little bit interesting is verse 3 and 4 when he says, If you, O Lord, should mark iniquities, O Lord, who could stand? But with you there is forgiveness that you may be feared. And this is you know, an interesting coupling, right? There's forgiveness, Lord, with you that you may be feared. And often when we think, oh, God's forgiveness brings a love that wells up within our hearts. And I do believe that that's true as well, is is the forgiveness of the Lord is what brings us into this understanding of the depth of his love. But at the same time, I think about fear from different contexts, right? There's like a destructive fear. I fear fire. I still use fire to achieve uh, means and, and work and even enjoyment, but I have a healthy fear that it could also destroy me if if I don't respect how powerful it is. Um, and then there's the fear of letting someone down, right? There's the a fear of, I don't want to disappoint this person. And within the context of this scripture, it's actually a little bit of both. It's, I fear the Lord for he's mighty and his forgiveness is a reminder of his great holiness, right? He's forgiven me, but he's still a holy God uh, who despises evil. And yet the other element here is, you know, I, I fear to actually wrong this great forgiveness that you've given me, which is a powerful um, reminder that we can sometimes need. Sometimes we get caught up on fear being an absolute bad thing. And in the Bible, and I've said this before, we're told not to fear. The fear of the Lord is healthy, one, because it reminds us that he's ultimately God, and he is. He's higher than us. His ways are higher than us, and he's powerful, but he's also good. And the other type of fear, which is I don't want to disappoint God. I want to live in a manner that's worthy of the salvation that I've been given. Now, the nice thing is, is really better than nice, the grand thing is, is that God's love is so massive that we don't need to have 
a fear of destruction in our hearts. We don't need that kind of fear, but we need to still have that respectful uh, fear that God is powerful. And he's done a great service through Christ. The other thing that I really like is, but I wait with hope for the Lord. More than the watchman waits for the morning. And he says it twice. Right? And all, if you were a watchman in these days, nighttime was, you know, go time. You, you could be attacked. There wasn't as much light pollution as there is now. So enemies' ambushes could come. So that morning light was almost that salvation, that peace, that rest. And, and really, what is God in our hearts if he's not that peace and that rest from all really what the world comes at with us. When we trust and we wait and we hope in God, it's a hope we know will be fulfilled. It means I don't have to worry about my circumstances because God will see me through. It means I don't have to worry about how maybe chaotic and disruptive the world's becoming because God is ultimately going to prevail over all. We have that hope in scripture and we lean on that hope. And and so there's these intermingling and interwoven narrative of uh, wrongdoing and then God's great mercy and forgiveness. And then that hope that God brings with his forgiveness and with his love. And really Old Testament, they made sacrifices and they they had moments where they hoped to see the glory of God. And we live in the new covenant where, where Christ has been given, where we live in the resurrection. We know that death has been defeated. It's not something we necessarily need to hope for. Like the Old Testament was hoping for the Messiah. We, we have the Messiah. The Messiah has come. And now what we hope for is the eternal kingdom of God. And it will be fulfilled and it will be grand and marvelous. And so what we have now is this joy of giving other people the hope that the Lord brings and the forgiveness that the Lord brings. And through that forgiveness and love, maybe that understanding that this gift of salvation was free, but it wasn't cheap. So let's live accordingly. Let's live right. I hope today that you've been encouraged by the word and built up in spirit. Join us tomorrow for another highlight. And until then, be blessed.